It's the Dean Luggy Show. Well, it's Sunday night, which means it must be the Dean Luggy Show. I'm going to try to do my best here to answer all of your questions. Uh, if you're listening to me on a on iTunes or on Dog Post, uh, I'm going to try to make the audio better. Although I have to say it's not that bad right now. It is January 28th, 2018. Georgia is only about well, let's see how many weeks away the Bulldogs are from actually playing a football game. Uh, so they've got. Uh, all of February, so that'd be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven months, seven full months, and in that time, that's four, nine, thirteen, uh, seventeen, twenty-two, uh, twenty-six, and then so they are thirty-one weeks from playing a football game, Georgia, and uh, certainly the last two games that they played were. Uh, well, really, maybe even the last three games they played were enough to 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 keep you in good shape for some time. So, uh, spring practice won't start for some time. I don't know that there's been a confirmed kickoff time for G Day, but that's supposed to be April 21st. <clears throat> Dog Post may or may not be doing an event that day. We'll see. Um, but um, you know, in that time, we've got to fill some space here. So. Uh, there's been a lot of people listening and watching these, and I appreciate it. Um, uh, <clears throat> an interesting time. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion about basketball here lately. Georgia falling for the fifth time in six games. Um, a lot of questions from Dog Post subscribers about what the future will be um, at Georgia there. And uh, the future seems to me to be right now Mark Fox. Uh, how far into the future that will be is a good question. Let's see. What do you see at the quarterback position in the battle of the for for quarterback? Uh, I don't see much of a battle. Um, the good question is, um, I guess the only question is, how much time will Ju uh, Justin Fields get um, while he's the, uh, the backup? Uh, I think you could see one question I certainly have, and I, I don't know if this is going to happen or not happen or whatever, but. Stetson Bennett, uh, who you know really could be the functional backup um, in the spring, um, is he going to get a scholarship? That's a good question too, because you're barreling towards um, the fall, and uh, I think a couple of things got to happen in order for that to happen. But um, I think a lot of people realize that um, how gifted he is. So let's that's one thing to watch too. Uh, let's see, a lot of things rolling all at once here. Sorry about that. Uh, better chance Georgia flips Quay Walker or Otis Reese. Uh, well, let's just see what the reaction is from Reese from this weekend. But um, I would say the mm, seems like right now the more likely would be Walker this second. Um, I'm not sure how... Um, I'm not sure how committed either of those guys are to the schools that they're allegedly committed to. I mean, we're right down to it here. And, um, you know, if you're committed to a school and you're taking visits uh, 10 days before signing day, um, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. That doesn't seem very committed to me. So, well, and we are. We're only about 10 days from signing day, which is an important thing. Uh, Reese is committed to Michigan as it stands currently. Um, so we'll just see how, uh, we'll just see how long that goes. 
Uh, more questions. Uh, Tyson Campbell, should Georgia worry about the Miami visit? I don't know that... I, th I think you have to take seriously any visit that any kid takes at this stage. I think Georgia's the leader there. Um, I don't think I'm the only one. I don't think that's new news. But I do think that um, you should take it seriously. I think he will leave um, Miami and go to school and play, probably for Georgia. But let's just see what happens with Miami that weekend visit in six days, um, the day after the day after Groundhog Day. And let me let me talk just real quick. I know. Uh, well, here's a here's a question, and I want to jump back on to basketball because that really has been a pretty big topic on Dog Post. Um, how many people do you think that Georgia will sign? That was the question. And in what we were hearing this past week, I really covered uh, a lot of the coaching stuff. If you if you are a subscriber at Dog Post, if you're listening, or if you're one of the about 100 people uh, watching live right now between YouTube and Twitter, um, you you know if you if you read that, you know that some of the discussion uh, that I had in there sort of came to be uh, reported by the mainstream media maybe a day or so after that. What I didn't get to get to, for lack of a better phrase, was uh, how many people Georgia will sign. My guess right this second is that they're going to sign four kids, at most five. Now, please don't start asking me who they will be. That was That's what Dog Post subscription is for. Um, I'm not going to get on um, a free chat and talk, tell people every single thing I know, but um, I think that you can read what Matt DeBerry is uh, reporting. You can uh, look at dog posts with our recruiting board updates and see who amongst that group will be in the possible uh, four to five. I don't think it will be six. I doubt it. Um, and I just, you know, I, I don't know that I buy that they'll have that many um, kids uh, that they'll sign. Part of that is you got to get down to 85 by the end of the, um, by August. And I don't see a lot of sort of dead weight on this roster. You never know who could have an injury that you're unaware of, but I think they're going to be streamlined. I'm not sure I see more than five. Um, so we'll just see. Uh, let me talk just for a second about basketball and the situation there. Um, you know, They've lost five of six. They've had their chance to win the last three games for sure. They had 16-point lead against Auburn, 16-point lead against Arkansas, lost both games. Uh, and then a um, – and that is really funny right there. I will I will read that in a second, um, or I'll try to come back to that. And then they played Kansas State out there and had a lead, a, a lead in which they it was so late in the game, they should have figured out how to win that game. But they scored one bucket in the last six minutes of the game. It's it's convenient. It's become very convenient and it's sort of easy to talk about the lack of offense from this Georgia uh, basketball team. I'm going to tell you right now, um, they definitely have some major problems scoring the basketball. You want to call it however you want, um, but you know you can criticize Mark Fox. You can criticize the kids. You can criticize the offense. They're just not getting the job done. Here's sort of their issue, is that they've got four challenging games in a row, but for sure, they play Tuesday night against the Gators. It's hard to see them beating Florida right now. Um, Ken Palm, which is a analytics website that covers college basketball and does a hell of a job. Anybody that's a sort of a basketball person um, follows Ken Palm. 
And um, I'll tell you right now that the likelihood that Georgia wins this game, according to, to Ken Palm, is uh, 44%. So that would be something like being about a three-and-a-half-point underdog in football, something like that. So not exactly a, a miserable chance to win the game. If they don't win that game, it's hard to see a scenario where they really rally here because they've got games against the Gators. They play away at Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. They have struggled for years at Vanderbilt. You've got ranked Auburn at home, the Gators on the road, ranked Tennessee at home. You have to travel to South Carolina. And if you're not at least winning more than half those games, this season is over. So I think they are in dire straits this second. They're 12-10, and 10, and uh, this needs to be better than it is. We're year nine. If, if this were a situation like a Mark Rick, where in year nine, which I don't even know what that, I guess that was 2009, where you'd gone from 2001 to 2008, won two conference championships, won the Eastern Division three times, won a couple Sugar Bowls, or, or played in, well, at that point, won a couple Sugar Bowls, and then you have a 2009 season, that's different. That's a totally different situation. Right now, we're year nine with Mark Fox. They've not won the conference. I'm not sure. I mean, there's no divisions in basketball. They certainly would not have won the division in basketball. They've not won a relevant basketball game, that is to say an NCAA basketball game. They've not won one since far before Mark was here. But he's been the coach now for nine years. I think it's critically important. I mean, life support important to get this win against the Gators Tuesday night. If that doesn't happen, it's hard for me to see that Mark Fox will return. I don't have anything against him. He's been perfectly kind to me, and I'm not trying to beat a drum here. But 12-9 um, and nine with nine games to go, even then, at best, you're talking about ripping off nine in a row and being 21-9 and, and, and nine going into the tournament, I mean, it's not going to happen. So even 21-9, and nine, I'm not sure it gets you in. Not with this schedule. Now, they maybe would have turned it on at the end there and gotten some wins over some ranked teams, but that's all that's going to save them. Someone was asking me a second ago what the schedule is for the roundtable. It's every Monday, and soon it's going to be every Monday and Wednesday. So part of what's going on is in the offseason, Fletcher, well, for our offseason, Fletcher, that's his end season. He's got Kentucky basketball every single week. When the Cats play on Tuesday night, Kentucky has a press conference on Monday. It becomes a little complicated for him and me to get together. But we are fixing that problem. And in the near future, what's going to also happen is uh, Matt DeBerry and I will be having a recruiting chat on Wednesdays. Uh, probably be published Wednesday night, maybe on, on Thursday it will be out. So every single thing that we do from here on out on Dog Post is going to be streamed or given to its proper channels. So if you're on YouTube, you'll get it unless it's some sort of premium written article. If you're on Twitter, I mean, obviously these are on Twitter. now. We post everything to uh, YouTube now. We post everything to uh, Twitter. We post e everything to Dog Post. And we put everything now on iTunes. So if you don't have enough fix, which I understand if you don't. I've talked with some people lately and they've said, hey, I got an hour drive. Or I got a 30-minute drive. I don't, you know, I don't subscribe to XM Radio. I don't subscribe to this. 
uh, FM radio sucks, AM radio sucks. I want to, I listen to podcasts. So fine. And I also want this audience to know, and this is not a small audience, uh, that, you know, these are not necessarily going to be produced. There's not going to be intro music. We're just getting straight to meat and potatoes. So with that said, someone was asking about Tommy Bush moving his commitment up. Matt DeBerry feels like and has felt like that Georgia has been in very good position and that he's felt like that for some time. I think his last visit is going to be Baylor, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we will have I will have more on that tonight on Dog Post at the in the wrapping up the weekend of recruiting. But um, he's been to lately. He's been to Georgia, Ole Miss. Um, you know, a lot of people do think Baylor has a legitimate chance. Um, but I, I think Georgia's in good position. Um, if they want him, you know, I can't read their minds and this has become a bit of a silly season at Georgia. So, um, you know, what can you do? It looks like Brian Van Gorder will be, um, joining Bobby Petrino as defensive coordinator at Louisville. So apparently it's gotten that bad for um, for Brian Van Gorder that he's having to go to work for Bobby Petrino, which is rough. Let me also talk about, too, another topic that's been on Dog Post here lately, which is the scandal at Michigan State with Tom Izzo and uh, Mark D'Antoni. Um People have said to me, uh, there's, you know, what, you know, how could that happen up there? Let me tell you something that can happen anywhere. And that could happen at Georgia. That could happen in North Carolina. That could happen at any institution, uh, that is not minding its own, that is not paying attention to the, to, to the minute details. That is not paying attention to what they need to be paying attention to. And, um, what has, what's starting to happen here is people assume that their school, because they root for it, can do no wrong. Uh, that's absolutely crazy. Um, there, we've got a problem. Um, we've got a lot of problems in the country. But one of the major problems we've got is that folks are not willing to um, do the right thing in many instances. Um, it may cost them their job, but they're ha they're, I can tell you, because I've seen it um, firsthand, that uh, there are plenty of men that prey on women uh, in, in power positions. It happens. There ain't no doubt about it. That happens. That there's a cover-up, that's a real problem, okay? And that is that totally could happen at Georgia. End of story. Please let's not be naive about that. That is totally could happen. And um, it may have happened, and we don't know about it. Uh, which leads to my next point, and I've not been a crusader about this publicly, but I'll say this, that 90-day Freedom of Information Act at the University of Georgia does nothing uh, but but help potential cover-ups. If anything were to ever happen at Georgia on the scale of Penn State and Baylor and what's now happening at Michigan State, you would not, it would be tough for anyone who's a reporter to crack that nut. So, um it's a serious thing, man. I mean, this is a state institution, and more than that, we're all human beings, for God's sakes. And it seems like sometimes we forget those things. Um, but that stuff could totally happen at Georgia, could happen wherever. And uh, I've seen it happen. I've, I've had a lot of different experiences in life um, 
the, my primary job for 17 years has been covering Georgia and owning this business. Um, but I, I, I've had women that have worked for me. They have discussed these things, um, you know, after the fact, before the fact, before they worked for me, after the fact. I mean, it happens. Uh, I've worked, I've been on the board of trustees at a institution, you know, a, a four-year college, NCAA college. I mean, these things can happen. Stuff can happen. And it's an accountability thing that we seem to be running from, uh, not just in higher education, but just everywhere. So if it can happen at the largest Baptist school in the world, Baylor, it can happen anywhere. And I'm here to tell you, it can happen and it probably does happen. I, I can assure you my mother dealt with it when she was uh, working. So stuff like that. And then, you know, God forbid you're talking about covering up rapes and stuff. I and mean, that's just unacceptable. Uh, let's see. After Sandage visit to South Carolina, where does Georgia stand? Do our guys still feel good about them? Well, we'll have updates during the week. Uh, guys have been less and less. You know, about 10 years ago in 2007, 2009, the big thing was to try to get every single kid on a Sunday. Kids don't play that game anymore. I mean, they're just, they, in many ways, they, they don't do updates at all. And if they do them, they're later in the week. They're on a Monday or they put it out there on Twitter or something like that. So uh, it's hard to gauge things until the salt and pepper comes out later in the week and you can kind of dig it out through the kid, the coach, or whatever sources you've got. So updates on Sunday nights are a lot less prevalent than they used to be. And kids don't say anything anymore. I mean, that's, that's just the truth. The kids... Kids today are dramatically more sophisticated uh, than their brethren uh, from, you know, certainly 10 years ago. Pics of my mother. Um, I don't think I have any in here. But you get the point. I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're interested in judging. And that's fine. I get it. Nothing, nothing wrong with looking at a woman. There's, there's something wrong with uh, incorrectly acting towards a woman. I'll tell you that right now. Does Justin Fields play in the Austin P game? Uh, I think he will. I think he will play this fall, and I think that um, that's probably a good thing. Uh, Georgia's starting quarterback last year in 2017 got hurt. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but uh, that did happen. And um, uh, the next person needs to be ready. And if it's if it's Justin Fields, that's going to be the backup because I mean I think we all know that that's probably what it's going to be. Um, <laughs> so I'm reading what, what a friend of mine was trying right that there. Uh, uh, he needs to play. I mean, I think that he needs to play. Georgia had plenty of opportunities to play him this past year, and and uh, or if he were to have been the backup, he would have plenty of opportunities to play. Um, how I mean, and if he wants to grab a red shirt, he could do that in the future. But he could get hurt. I mean, there's just no telling. Uh, we already talked about how many people will sign on signing day part two. If you don't hear this podcast slash video slash whatever it is, uh, you can go ahead and uh, replay it uh, whenever you want to. If Andre Walker ordered a Big Mac at Burger King, would he get one? DeAndre Walker? Nah, that's, that kid's fine. He, he's not going to go into the wrong restaurant and ask for that. Um, he wouldn't get one, no, because he's a normal person. Where where is Easton going? Why is it such a secret? Uh, maybe people don't know where Jacob Easton's going. Maybe they're not very good reporters. That's possible. 
I'm just going to leave that there. You know, that could always be the case. <laughs> That's funny to me. Uh, you know, but it's funny to me probably for the wrong reasons. Uh, how long is Greg McGarity going to deal with Mark Fox? Talked about that. Uh, who do you think will, who do you think has more carries at the end of next year? Holy Fielders and Mir. That is a tricky question. Uh, if they're, if they're both healthy, it's Mir. Um, but being that, uh, you know, we're waiting to see what happens with Zamir, um, I think that puts that somewhat in doubt, although Dylan Weber told Dog Post subscribers this past week that Zamir is walking without crutches and is apparently doing quite well. So, um, we'll just see with Zamir. I mean, I think anyone watching this knows that I have a tremendous, um, I have tremendous expectations for Zamir White. He's an impressive player. How about Isaiah Wynn's showing at the Senior Bowl? Uh, Isaiah Wynn is a gifted player. He has worked hard. Um, and uh, I got to say, it's not necessarily surprising. He's damn good. I would not be surprised with a first round, a uh, late first round for him. I, I would have never thought that two or three years ago. Do you like Otis Reek or Reese, Reese or Quay Walker better as a recruit? All right, I will try to answer it this way, and the short answer is I don't know that I have enough information to give y'all a definitive answer. I base almost everything I uh, my views of things on kids I see live in person. So I never got a chance to see either of those kids play live. They're South Georgia kids. The times that I thought I'd be able to see Lee County, it just did not work out. Crisp, sort of the same way. Uh, here's a question about: Is Elijah Holyfield out of the dog uh, doghouse? Um, I'm not aware that he's in the doghouse anymore. I do think that he had some time where he was doing, well, for lack of a better term, dumb shit. And, um, you know, uh, you know, that sort of stuff's got to get cleaned up. Maybe it has. I think it probably has. Let's see. Who are your favorite couple of guys, girls in the writer's room at Georgia? Uh, I'm not aware that there are any women in there. Um, and there probably haven't been in some time, if 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 ever. Uh, there's really not a writer's room anymore, which is not great. Um, 17 years ago, uh, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, we were all in one room. Uh, but now uh, we're spread out. Georgia's media arm uh, has taken over the, the beat writer room. So you just have to kind of figure out where you can go. Um, my favorite people... Um, Well, if I start talking about my favorite people, you're going to ask me about who I don't like. So I'm not going to get into all that. All, all I can say is it is disappointing sometime, uh, sometimes that people are extremely negative. Um, I don't think that that's a good way to live life, and I think it's uh, unnecessary. Uh, should Georgia pay its players for providing additional compensation they bring? Um and it's not the AJC staff. I've known Chip Towers for a very long time, and he. Let me tell you something about Chip. And y'all can y'all can not like Chip if you want to. That's fine. But um, Chip was very nice to me, and has never been a dick to me. So I'm in good shape with Chip, and he's been a good guy. And when I was young, and he was probably 40, early 40. Well, I don't even know how old Chip is. Chip was never a, a, a problem for me. In fact, most of the people who were around all the time back then were great people. I mean, there were just very few problems. Um, you know, that back then it was, 
It was Dash, uh, Mark Weiser, Chip was around a lot, Carter Strickland, uh, David Ching, who's now doing some stuff with Forbes magazine. Um, uh, you know who my favorite person is? Now I can think about it just now. Actually, and I never get to see him. And y'all should read his stuff as David Pascal up in Chattanooga. He really does a good job. He's got a he's got a radio show. He does a good job. Yeah, someone's talking about Roddy here. So Roddy was not around back then. You have to remember that Roddy um, didn't really start doing this stuff until pff, 2010 or 11, maybe. And he left to go to uh, work for someone else, and he came back to Rivals. You know, one of these days, uh, one of these days, I mean, Roddy's been around for a while, but he's not covered the team the entire time. But I'm good. I mean, I'm good with Roddy. I don't know if he's good with me, but I don't think that we've got any issues. The first, the first, I've told this story before too. The first camera I ever bought, I bought from Roddy on the College Avenue Wolf camera, which is now, um, oh, what's the name of that bar? Which is now a bar. So. I don't really know Jeff Sintel. I, 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 um, I think we have one mutual friend. Opinions on the ticket increase. Uh, I don't know a lot about that. Um, I think Georgia, this is my take. Uh, a lot of people talk about how they're sitting on money. I, in my experience... Uh, I, I'm not sure that that's really the case. In fact, I think they're behind in many ways. Um, again, I'm not just some clown that, I mean, my background is, is a lot, is, I have a decent financial background in terms of numbers and budgeting. Uh, because when you get something like dog posts off the ground and you have like 12 subscribers, you better have another job that you can, you know, go to that pays the bills. For years, I did budgeting. And, um, um, and then, of course, I have 10 years of experience at a board of trustees level at an NCAA institution. And one of the biggest things that I was concerned about at my place was uh, fundraising. And then I go and look at the numbers at Georgia. They are not where they need to be with fundraising. They have said as such. And uh, they need to get where they got to go. Now, ticket prices are not fundraising. Those are two different things. Um, I, I do, I will say, I do think that the ticket prices have been a little low. I think that, um, Georgia is not a slave to the ticket price, like places like Tennessee, uh, to some degree, South Carolina, they've got to sell, they've got to sell tickets. Georgia's sold their tickets. So it's a matter of cost. Um, I find it really hard to believe that people will not pay, um, a little bit more or, or a fair amount more in tickets. Um, I think it's long overdue. I think Greg and them voiced this maybe two years ago, something like that. Uh, here's another question. This is something David Ching and I were briefly talking about the other day. Maybe the ticket pricing is going up because donations may drop because of the tax deduction changes. Uh, the tickets, I mean, going up, you would want there to be a deduction for sure. And that doesn't exist anymore. So I'm not sure if people are freaking out or not. At Georgia about that, I know, I know I would be concerned because if you're asking people to give $30,000 over five years, you know, six G's a year and, uh, six, six, $6,000 a year, you know, for heavy hitters, um, yeah, it's not that big of a deal, but you want to be able to deduct that six G's. Well, if you can't deduct the $6,000, why would you give? 
And all these institutions uh, are, I mean, that's a problem. So if you're doing estate planning um, and you can't count the 30000 in this year or whatever, if you're trying to avoid taxes, this is one mechanism by which you can no longer avoid them. So it's a problem um, for the institutions. Um, and I think that um, it's funny to me because they're sure as hell not nonprofits. Uh, they, they, they act like they are, but uh, they're definitely not nonprofits. And they can write me and call me. You guys can call me right now. I don't give a shit. You're not a nonprofit. There ain't nothing nonprofit about Georgia. There hadn't been anything about nonprofit about Georgia for a very long time. There's plenty of profit. There's plenty of revenue. Uh, and the, the, the cartel that is the NCAA has gotten away with this for far too long. But um, there's definitely going to be some rub there because uh, people want to give to a state institution. And if you give the University of Georgia, from my understanding, that is that is 100% non. I mean, that is definitely a nonprofit. It's a it's an institute. It's a university. The athletic departments around the country. Can we really say that uh, not even the number one uh, employee? But the number two employee, which would be the head football coach, making $4 million a year, are we really acting like they're not profitable or that they're non-profit in every way? Now, I know I'm kind of getting, I know I'm kind of getting into the woods, but whatever. Shouldn't trickle, shouldn't, here's someone on YouTube asking me, shouldn't profit trickle down to players? Uh, first of all, I'm not, uh, first of all, trickle is not a real thing. Um, that's just not true. It's never something I've subscribed to as a person who's ever looked at numbers. There's no such thing as trickle, trickle down. That's total, not reality. All right. But, um, should it get back to the players? Well, all right. So I played division two athletics. There ain't no trickle down there. You're either playing or not. I mean, you're not getting compensated. Nobody's watching your games. You're going there to play. You're on scholarship. You're not earning any money. There's no money to be earned. There's no tickets. There's no TV money, really. With these kids, but we did get to go to school, and the and the uh, rate was knocked off. You know, instead of paying, uh, maybe Coker was eighteen thousand dollars a year at the time, something like that. Uh, instead of paying eighteen thousand, you would pay a lot less, or some very few people did, but some people had full scholarships. So it was much like. The uh, much like the baseball team or the tennis team at Georgia or something not football or basketball. Uh, but l let's say this. There's two things. There's, there's a couple arguments that the universities and the athletic departments do have that are correct. I mean, they're giving these kids a free education, number one. They're giving them free training, number two. They're giving them free medical, number three. And, of course, the food and the room and all this stuff. So should they be paid? Should a volleyball player be paid? No, that makes no sense. Should uh, Nick Chubb? I mean, I don't see how you, I mean, I don't see how you could argue that Nick Chubb does not deserve some sort of financial benefit from the University of Georgia. But it's a very tricky thing to say, hey, these kids should be paid. I don't want to hear Dabo's bullshit about how, you know, that that's a that's a farce. There is a discussion here. But um, you know, there should definitely be some sort of thing 
that the high level or that the football scholarship kids um, get. And I completely recognize on top of that, that my job for 17 years, this is the 18th year, has been covering and writing about those same kids. So I make a living off of it. I sure don't pay them. So, you know, it's a, it's not great. It's not completely, you know, chopped up and filled out and we got it. We hadn't got it all figured out. Some just asked me over there, um, what is an education? What, how valuable is an education? I mean, I think it's completely, it's more valuable than anything else. Um, period. But these kids are sacrificing their body for the glory of something, and they don't get to physically feel the dollars. I don't know the answer. I just know that to say there's no shot that these kids should get paid is a little ridiculous when you're cashing $40 million checks, at least $40 million checks, uh, from CBS and ESPN. And they're definitely not nonprofit. Yeah, right there. Everybody makes money off Nick Chubb except him, period. Totally correct. But, the only but there is, they give him a three or four year window to get massively paid. That's the trade-off. Is it completely right? You know, I don't know. I don't know. When do you think Kirby Smart will get a raise and an extension? I asked about that. I'm probably going to put that in what we are hearing. I don't mind saying it here. I don't think that will happen right now. I don't think that's even close to being discussed right now. I think they're going to kind of get through um, the spring and take it from there. I don't think that that is something that's a major concern in Georgia. Um, maybe I'm naive. I doubt it. I don't. I don't see him going anywhere. Um, but I do think Georgia needs to take care of him. Ain't no doubt that this is not a nonprofit for Kirby Smart, and he should get. I. I am a. I am a uh, I am a capitalist, a hundred percent. Kirby should be paid what the market rate is. If you pay Chubb, you will end up having to pay volleyball players. Well, no, I don't necessarily think so. But your 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 point is well taken. Uh, I think Roundtree gets to stay on scholarship medical. That's correct. He does not count against the eighty five. J.R. Reed is coming back. Is the defense going to take a step forward? Uh, I don't know about that. Um, someone's talking about the band, uh, you know, and now I'm getting a bunch of things all at once. I talked about, uh, I, I talked about Shane Beamer and the, what we were hearing. You can go read that on that on dog post. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I don't need the lectures from the coaches is my only thing. I don't need the lectures from the coaches about how the kids shouldn't be paid. That is, that is extremely disingenuous. And ridiculous. And the person who is the worst about that is Dabo. Please, bro, you're making millions of dollars off the backs of these kids. They're working. You are too. You deserve the money. But you don't. You don't get to tell the the world or your, your opinion that the kids. There's no discussion that the kids should not be paid is ridiculous and on its face completely ridiculous. Period. And you know it. That's a thing. You know it. I mean, come on. Baker and Reed coming back should be a huge boost for the secondary. No question. They're going to have to figure out who the other two guys are. No new news on D'Angelo Gibbs. Biggest need left in a recruiting defensive back or defensive line. I would say defensive line um, right now. 
But defensive back, you know, DB is pretty important too. Defensive line, though, I mean, uh, you know, Devontae Wyatt's in this class right now. And then after that, you know, I can't remember off the top of my head, but they've got a couple of kids out there. I mean, they're certainly pursuing Santa's very hard. Profit sharing per sport, no profits, no money. Kids get escrowed, then they graduate. Then that's one thing you could t certainly talk about. Uh, how How's more valuable the players or the coaches to a school? Well, that's a tricky question. I would say the coach is more valuable only because they get the players, but once they get on the field, the players are vastly more important than the coach because the coach doesn't get to get onto the field. So um, I think um, I think the coach, I don't think, when people, well, it kind of bothers me a little bit when people start saying how much coaches should get paid. Um, we can say that that's ridiculous if we want to, but if we are truly in an economy where you are, um, you're, you can go earn a living for what the market will pay you, you want to be real careful starting to set limits on what the head football coach at Georgia and or any CEO gets paid. Those are dangerous things. Do you agree the secondary should be more athletic next year? I think they're just going to be a little bit bigger. Um, that's all maybe longer. And we can talk about the, the coaches being overpaid if you want to. I'm not necessarily fighting that fight. I'm saying that there there should not be caps on what a coach should be able to earn. Any chance Fields pushing Fromm out for playing time is Fromm better year two? Well, Fromm was way better at the end of the season than he was at the beginning. I think a lot of us remember they just weren't asking him to do anything at the beginning of the season. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. What stadium has the best food spread for the press? Not the Gator Bowl. That's the worst. Georgia Tech's pretty bad. Uh, Kentucky's actually surprisingly good. Usually. I don't know why the idea of redshirting fields isn't being tossed around. Oh, I think it is by some folks, and I don't think that's necessarily ridiculous to say, but... Um, He's going to be the backup quarterback, really. Uh, I don't know if you want to redshirt a back, backup quarterback. I mean, Justin Fields may or may not be at Georgia for five years. I mean, I, I kind of, I don't know. He's got tremendous ability that he would stay there for that long. I, I don't know. So, you know, and, and then there will be a Justin Fields after Justin Fields. And I don't mean, I mean, he's extremely gifted, but, um, you know, could Stetson Bennett serve as the backup? A lot of people think so. Have you been to Tiger Stadium? I've been at every stadium in the SEC except the Swamp. Uh, could the could the four game freshman rule help the dogs with fields? Totally, but they got to pass it. It's being discussed. I don't know that it's been passed. And those are two very different things. How tall is Stetson Bennett? Well, that's the issue. Uh, I couldn't tell you immediately off the top of my head what he is, but he's not six feet tall. I don't think. And so people kind of freak out. People kind of freak out. I've not been to Texas A&M. I have not. That's a good point. I forgot that they're in the SEC because I really feel like they shouldn't be, but that's another story for another day. The four-game rule is that freshmen can play any four game or anyone can play four games uh, or fewer, and that would uh, give them the ability to redshirt that season. And if you think about it, that would have helped out Hudson Mason or whoever um, in the Aaron Murray year, whenever that was. Was that 12? I think that was 11. I think, I can't remember, but, uh, Parker, I can't remember who the backup was that year. 
off the top of my head. But uh, it was not a scholarship player. Do you buy Georgia taking in a road out at Death Valley? No, I don't. I think that uh, I think Georgia will probably win that game. It was Parker Welch. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Someone was asking about the inside linebackers. I think you got Monty Rice probably going to get a pretty good look there. Natrez obviously should be back. And that would be what I would look at at the beginning. And then you've got Jawan Taylor. I mean, there's plenty of inside backers. Um, I like Monty Rice a lot, but that's me. Um, I don't see every single play or every single down. Yeah, people say Nate McBride, but I think he'd be he'd have been out there more this year if he was if he was a guy that would start. He, he certainly played a lot on special teams, no doubt. Last few questions: Have you heard about the North Carolina scout guy saying dogs pay field family seven figures to come to Georgia? I did see that. Uh, that is ridiculous. Um, I've never heard of anyone being paid a million dollars to go to any school. I haven't heard Justin Fields being paid to Georgia to begin with. But to say someone was paid a million dollars, that has got to be hyperbole. There's just no way that that's true. I've lived in this world a long time. I know of things, but that is that just makes it sound completely not credible in any way. Does Jonas Hayes have a good shot to get the job if Fox is fired? He's a good recruiter. Um, I would love to see Jonas get a shot at Georgia. I don't know that it will be after Mark Fox is gone. We'll just see. Uh, with another great year of recruiting, our special teams could be elite. They're pretty good right now. They're pretty good. Dominique Wilkins, I don't think he's ever coached, so I don't think he would be a person that would be interested in diving into it. I do think that Jonas should get a look at some point. When that will be, I don't know. I, I think you'd like to see what he's like as a head coach before you pass him the reins of Georgia. Um, but we'll just see. Uh, why doesn't Georgia schedule a big non-conference game every year with Kirby there? Uh, would Patino take... Would you take Patino at Georgia? No, I would not take Rick Patino at Georgia for a lot of different reasons. Right now, it's just not worth the trouble. Um, oh, what was the question? I can't remember what it was. Do you think there's a need for Notori Johnson to switch to nose guard? No, I do not. I don't think that will happen either. I don't, he's not a defensive lineman. They, 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 you don't usually go from offensive line to defensive line. You usually go from defensive line to offensive line. Is Kevin Butler staying on staff as an analyst? I think he is, from what I understand. I don't know. Uh, Duke assistant. Did the Shane Beamer leaving surprise me? Well, no, it doesn't surprise me. I didn't see it coming, but it doesn't surprise me because he's an assistant coach. I mean, these guys, you know, come and go. And that's just all there is to it. Uh, someone asked me a question I was about to start rambling on, and I can't remember what it was. So, sorry about that. Special teams? No, nah, I wasn't going to talk about special teams. <laughs> I didn't want to. I don't think that's what the question was. Should Trent Thompson have stayed? I don't think so. I think he probably should have gone. Uh, Austin P is not Notre Dame. No, they're pretty bad. Uh, Duke assistant to replace Fox. I don't know. I mean, everybody's ready to fire Mark Fox, and that's fine. Um, but I got to be real careful with saying stuff like that because, A, I'm, I mean, part of my job is to be a reporter. I haven't gotten any, um, I haven't gotten any discussion that Mark Fox is in trouble from anyone substantive. I think there's a lot of people like y'all talking about what in the hell's going on this and what in the hell's going on that. But right now, I don't have any reason to suspect that he'll be fired at the end of the season beyond the fact that they're just not playing very well. So I don't, I don't have any insight into them not, retaining Mark Fox. 
but I'm not blind either. Do you think this is last year for Mel Tucker at Georgia? Could be. How many dogs get drafted? I'd have to count. Oh, scheduling the big non-conference. A couple things. First of all, you got to schedule those way on out before, you know, years in advance. And then number two, I just don't think you got to... Um, I think if you're Georgia, you don't even have to bother with that stuff. I mean, Auburn played Clemson, Georgia played Notre Dame, and Alabama played, who they open the season with? Somebody. So people are doing it, but for Georgia, they've already got Georgia Tech. And, um, you know, how many real games do you want Georgia to play every season? You know, that's that's not ideal. Florida State, is that who you want to play? I'm not sure quite what the Florida State thing is right now. Uh... Last four or five guys. Oh, Florida State. That's right. Sorry. That's who they played. I was wondering. I was wondering where y'all were going with that. Uh, look, I'm going to wrap it up here. We've been on for 45 minutes. Uh, Dean Leggy, dogpost.com. Go ahead uh, and go check out dogpost. Thoughts on the XFL? I mean, I don't really care. Um, I think. It's completely legitimate to, um, you know, free market economy. Go maybe go uh, knock it out. If you can knock out the NFL, which you won't do, then then that's good. He's not trying to do that. All right, we'll take it. More football. That's what someone says. They're right.